How do? It's Old New Borrowed Who, the meandering biography podcast hosted by two geezers called Josh. Uh, each episode, we explore the life of a famous actor, deciding whether they'd be naughty or nice, and then look over three of their films and discuss what we liked and how we could make it better. Or is it even possible? Uh, my name's Josh Hooten, the host with the Velcro head. And across from me is... Uh, Josh Jones, the host with the heart problems. Nice, there we go. Yeah, that's. I like that. I like that. I mean... It was, it was a hard one to work out what to do for this, and I think Velcro Hayes describes them perfectly. But before we jump in there, um, I thought we'd, again, talk about our films and what we've been doing recently. Our films, and yeah. we've been, I, I, I feel like it needs to be brought up, the fact that we're now doing a Bondathon. We are, we're doing the Bondathon. The um, infamous Bondathon. Of all the thons, it is my favourite. It's the thon that I've never done. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm not a... Bond fan, I would say, is I think fair. I don't, I don't hate Bond. Fan. I just, it's one of those things that's just sort of existed around. Yeah, I've never really watched or mm-hmm. done anything, and which genuinely surprises me, being a film buff from Britain. Yeah, but I don't know. It's this also growing up in a military household and hating all things military when I was younger, so I didn't really mm. like the spy things like oh you bastards and all that sort of thing so it was probably a bit of a different one but you're obviously a massive bond fan i love bond i i i've done the bondathon regularly throughout my life i think i remember my yeah my first my first foray into bond was at some point the local video rental shop so not it wasn't blockbuster it was like an indie thing um managed what, to what, outlive blockbuster what we was it called always, it was called moonlight movies Oh, I was, they always have good names. I was yeah. just wondering what it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. We had like a little picture of an owl. Um, but we always used to go there because we were like, oh yeah, you know, there, there was a blockbuster at the town over. We went, we got to support local because one day blockbuster's going to put it out of business and it outlived blockbuster. So everything's outlived <laughs> blockbuster, isn't it? It's, it's weird. It's like in America, they had obviously blockbuster ran. They had those things called Red Box, which oh, didn't really make it they over still here. Exist. Did they? Yeah, Red boxes is still a thing out there. Doesn't exist over here. It never no. did. With the you just rent. I remember going and renting a um, DVD from there though, because obviously it was like a essentially a kiosk yeah, that you'd, you'd rent them from, and you got it back, and it was just a paper cutout that someone had scanned because it was oh, just no. it was absolute rubbish. But, um, yeah, but Bond. I yeah. So yeah, what, what's, what's, what's the best Bond yeah. then out of interest? Just to know what I should be excited for. What or who? <laughs> So both, to, both. To, to to me, uh, I think I think probably I think most people agree that best Bond is Sean Connery, because he still had that sort of tongue in cheek thing that made Bond so sort of uh, enjoyable. But he was still quite a good little action hero. It, it needs it needs to be funny though, I, and that's yeah. the thing. Like you read the books, and there's, there's characters called Pussy Galore in there. It's clearly not a serious book. No, no, it's no, working out where not, they go, not, isn't it? It's not a serious. It's not serious at all. But I think the I think probably the best Bond film I think is like Goldeneye, probably, which is okay. one of the Brosnans. But um... I'm excited. Um, if you guys have any opinions on best <laughs> Bonds and what I should be looking for, or is it actually terrible and I've been right to ignore it, do let us know. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll feedback at some point once we've done them all. Um, and obviously, we're all excited for the Bond that may come out this year. It may have come Hopefully. out last year. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows with Bond? Uh, but yeah, should we dive into the episode? Yeah, let's go for it. So no one got the clue this week, uh, which I'm going to take as a success. <laughs> uh, so the clue was Leno's child is obtaining and analysing numbers about pork product. So the famous Leno is... Jay Leno. So Jay's son, Jason, yeah. um, is obtaining and analysing numbers about pork product. 
So analy- yeah, analyzing numbers and obtaining them is stats, stats. and then port product is ham. Yeah. So Jason stat ham or statham. So it's nice. Jason statham we're doing this That's week. That's the one. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a mess, but I, I liked it. <laughs> I, I don't know what else you do with statham. So statham no. was what it was. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. Maybe I should make Jason a bit easier. Who knows? <laughs> I think Jason was the easier bit. It definitely was the easier <laughs> bit, but I was thinking maybe I should make Jason. Something about the Argonauts or something along those oh, lines. Yeah, maybe. You know? um, but before we dive into the life of Jason Statham, what did you know about him? Oh, sweet F.A. Nothing? No. So I, you... I know nothing about this man. So... I know that Ooh. he's just... I just know him as being like the, the movie equivalent to like TV's Danny Dyer. It's like if you need a geezer... If you're doing it in TV, you hire Danny Dyer because he's a bit shit. But then if you need a geezer in a film, you hire Jason Statham. Uh, see, I think he's slightly different. He's one of the most bankable stars in, in Hollywood. Mm. But I don't necessarily think of him as a, as a geezer. I always think if you want someone who's going to do a nice flying kick with a questionable American accent, you go for Jason Statham. Oh, so he... you think of him more as like a Van Damme like, a- action man sort of I thing. think he's the... The British Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh God, what? Do you know? Like he's always sort of a bit sort of jokey and fun and doing like cool things. Yeah, he's not doing the same sort, but and he does all his own stunts and I stuff think, like that. I, so. I think I yeah yeah I get that. I think the jokey thing. I think he does, but I think, I think that seems to have been his later forays have been more yeah. like that. He's become a caricature of himself. Yeah, which became very evident in the film Spy. <laughs> yes, definitely. But so, in other words, you don't know much about him. You no. watched. You obviously know who he is, and everyone. I watched a Jason. fair amount of, film, of his of his you, films. You yeah. know what you're getting with the yes. Jason Statham yeah, film, exactly. Okay, so you didn't get any of my clue about before we dive into the life of Jason Statham. So you're gonna learn a lot uh, before going through oh, this. Oh, a swimmer. Oh, oh okay. before this, um, I I want to say uh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, I, I want to buzz. Um, basically, like Jerry Seinfeld in the famous B movie. Yeah. That's that was my impression. So before going through his life, I just want to say the usual. I've used IMDb, Wikipedia for some of the information, along with Biography.com and the famous people. Surprisingly, there's no Britannica article on him. Who'd have, who'd have thought? Mm, I know. So. Into his childhood and pre-film. Sit down, you're too old to be standing. Uh, born July 26th. Actually, before I go, how old do you reckon he is? Because uh... I asked Keris, she said about early mid-40s, somewhere around there. Oh, no, no, no. I'd say 50. He's 53. Is he? So he was born July 26th, 1967, in Shirebrook, Derby, and moved to Norfolk at an early age. So he's not the Cockney geezer we all yeah, think yeah. he is. He's uh, he just, yeah, around that way. So his mother is Eileen Yates. She was a dancer. What sort? Not stated. I don't know what sort of dancer she was. And his father, Bobby, worked in a variety of jobs. Uh, he worked as a singer in the Canary Islands before moving to England and then became a coal miner, a house painter, and a man who worked a variety of odd jobs, which included selling items at the local market and on street corners and things like that. So a bit, yeah. of, a, bit of a Dell boy mm. was, his, was his dad's. Um, something that he wanted to try and avoid to the best of his ability. Oh, right, okay. Uh, he has one brother mm-hmm. called Lee, Lee Statham, uh, who's a musician, following partly in his father's footsteps, but not so much the wheeler-dealer style, um, but is he said in England he isn't singing in the Canaries. I think his father's English. It doesn't clarify where his father's oh, okay. from, but a singer in the Canary Islands seems like an, um, a strange yeah, place to like try and break it. English. 
<laughs> I think he would be English. I mean, looking at Statham, you'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. There's not. There's not much. Uh, there's yeah. There's no discernible features from any other cultures. I think in him, apart from maybe Easter Island heads <laughs> with, <laughs> with with that brow. Uh, so when he was young, uh, Jason took part in a variety of martial arts, um, and he also had a large interest in football. Mm. Um, he was very interested in football, in fact, and um, he had a, he was very good friends with Vinnie Jones growing up. Oh yeah. So uh, he played a lot with Vinnie Jones, <laughs> um, and they both really wanted to pursue football, which obviously Vinnie Jones then did, and also has now acted with Jason Statham mm. in several films like mm. Lockstock, Mean Machine, etc. Uh, and that, yeah, that's what he wanted to do. So that was his main focus was football as, mm. as a kid until he went to the local grammar school where his sports focus quickly shifted into diving. So cool. he, did, right. he did a lot of diving. He mainly focused on the platform dives. Mm. Um, so he was at like the one, the three and the 10 meter platform. Um, and that's what he focused on. But when he left school, he was scouted by the English national squad and joined the English national dive team. Wow. Um, he was also actively playing football at the same time, but it was mainly focusing on he diving. He has the physique of a swimmer. He I does. Think. He's just yeah, what, no body fat at all. No. <laughs> but he doesn't have particularly... So most swimmers have really long arms as well, don't they? And Yeah, but he's, he's that like classic like triangle shape, isn't he? he? I think he works better as he a diver. He looks like aerodynamic. Just because of his height, because he's not as tall mm. as like... A lot of the yeah, yeah, about yeah, six foot. Yeah. He's only five, only five nine, but he's five nine, which is quite cool to have an action star being mm. as short as that. You know, it's like cruise, isn't it? Well, five six cruise or five mm. five cruise. Yeah, it's like those two and the other action star, Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so upon leaving school, he joined the national diving team of England, representing them at the Commonwealth Games in 1990, oh, 22 years old, wow. and gained uh, and again at the World Championships in 1992. Jesus, that's cool. So, yeah, he, he wasn't just a sort of a recreation. He was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. best that England had to offer. Um, so he credits a lot of his success to his diving, not because it gave him a platform. <laughs> what a good joke that yeah. is. Uh, but because it also taught him to be professional and focused. Mm. So it gave him that sort of drive to, to focus on what he wants to do and, and, and do it. Mm. Um, so whilst he was uh, back in England after the uh, World, World Championships... He was training at the Crystal Palace Sports Centre. It's like a massive sort of training ground for a lot of Olympic athletes. Mm. Um, and he was noticed by a sports modelling agency that started to give him uh, sort of work in those sort of areas. He was sort of for, for modelling contracts, but also for music videos. Right, yeah. And this is where the the famous, what is it, like leopard print yep. strap. It's the leopard print uh, man thong speedo, speedo um, dancing in the back of the Shaman's music video yeah. uh, coming on. Um, if you haven't seen it, um, I fully recommend <laughs> everyone checking it out because it is, it's a sight, isn't it? Yeah, it's, and it's weird to see him doing, it doesn't feel like at all <laughs> anything he'd do. He, he, I don't think he takes himself too seriously, but it is a big thing to go, No, oh, for sure he doesn't. His and he's he's got no hair there either, does he? No. But it's just him. You've got to be aerodynamic for the swimming. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so he was in that, but then he was also um, sort of featured in a couple of other ones uh, by Erasure and The Beautiful South. So three three music videos between, I think between 93 and 96, he was in those in. Cool. But he wasn't, whilst he's doing that, obviously they were quite thin on the ground, his work. So he mm. was doing like odd jobs along to keep him... Um, keep him afloat so mm-hmm. he ended up doing things like selling 
selling on the street corners and doing, not selling on the street corners. He wasn't busy trying to get men to stop for him. Yeah. He was a uh, wheeling and dealing, uh, like little bits of like yeah. fake jewelry and fake fake uh, perfume scents. But then he got picked up by uh, Tommy Hilfiger and Levi's in 1996. So he started modelling for them. Oh and God. then his big break in modelling was uh, being a uh, French Connection in 1997. Because um, they chose him because he looked like a regular guy in shape, but not overly male modelly. <laughs> which I get. Yeah, for sure. Well, a five foot nine <laughs> guy isn't overly male modelly, but yeah, he just looks, he does look, they said like an average guy, which I think is a little unfair to him, but he is an average sort of dude, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I think. Um... He's bloke. He's very, yeah, he's very blokey. <laughs> he's very blokey. If you have to define bloke, it's it, have a look at Jason Statham. Yeah. He's bloke. I don't know. Vinnie, Vinnie Jones geezer. Oh, Vinnie Jones arsehole. <laughs> like arsehole. Oh, it's just because he's Welsh. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're awful. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like Vinnie Jones. At don't all. like Vinnie Jones. No. Oh, you, have you seen Midnight Meat Train? I haven't, but I just I mean as like a person. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Um, so he was introduced to Guy Ritchie whilst at a show for French Connection. Right. After discovering that Statham had worked on the street as a street seller of uh, fake perfumes and things like that, it felt like a perfect match had been made. This led to Guy Ritchie casting Statham as Bacon in his debut film. Was that his first film? Was Lockstock? His first film, and that was Guy Ritchie's first film as well. Jesus Christ. Back in 1998, so that's, that's how he gets into film. So he gets into film from because he was a that diver. Ge- that genuinely surprised me that that was his first for right, because all of the other casts in that were quite established. Yeah, there were a lot of very well established people in in mm. there, and then him. Bloody hell! Wow. Yeah, so that's that's what he gets in. Became a diver, became a model, became an actor. The obvious move into Hollywood. Yeah, you know? yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, but yeah, should we have a little look a bit about his personal life? Just yeah, a bit about that. So um, obviously, around that sort of time, uh, in 1997, he started dating Brooke Shields. Um, they stayed together Who's for that? Uh, Jason Statham, uh, supermodel, actress, Brooke, Brooke Shields. Oh, I don't nope. know. Uh, so, yeah, he dated for about seven years. Uh, they came engaged. Did you just, oh, sorry, did you just answer Jason Statham when I said, <laughs> Yeah, I, was like, I, was I thought you meant Guy Ritchie. I was like, I, I, You know who Guy Ritchie dated? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, Jason Statham who dated Brooke Shields. Right. Just to clarify, it wasn't Guy Ritchie who dated Brooke, yeah, Brooke yeah. Shields, it was Statham. He was with her for seven years, got engaged, split up after in about 2004. Right. Um, he also studied Wu Chin Kung Fu, cool. uh, karate and kickboxing, which he did for Transporter, but now has continued martial arts through his sort of rest mm. of his life, it's sort of part of his training. Um, and due to that, he does a lot of his own stunts in his films, mm-hmm. which is... Pretty cool. Um, he is now with Rosie Huntington Whitley. Yeah, did know that. Which they met after meeting on the set of. Uh, I'm pointing. I'm pointing. I know. I know, I know. I know. Oh no! I was just letting those that couldn't see what. No, was no, going no. On. I'm, saying, I'm saying like I know. I know that I know this. I can't fucking think. What the fuck? It was Transformers. Was it Transformers? Dark yeah. of the Moon. Yeah, is when uh, is when they met, um, and they got engaged in 2016. And the following year, they had their first and only child of Jack Oscar Statham. Yeah. Um, other thing that I didn't write down here is he almost died on the set of The Expendables 3. Um, when his truck brakes didn't work and he ended up driving into the river and he had to then try and get out. So, yeah, he almost he almost drowned on the set of Expendables 3 because there was a problem with the vehicle he was driving. 
Oh, that is not the film you want to die on the set of either, is it? Everyone died on the set of Expendables yeah. 3. I'm not being funny. The audience died. Everyone died. It's it, Unsurprisingly, the worst of the Expendables. Actually, is it? Yes, yes it is the worst. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only one that's a 12. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Isn't it? The, fir- <laughs> the first two were 15s. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They should have all been hard 18s. Uh, no, actually, sorry. I think the first one was an 18. I think it's slow. I think it went down. Slow it? decline through it all. Uh, I mean, and it's not much of a decline, but it's. <laughs> it's I still... think the second one was probably the best, though. With Dolph well, Lundgren. The only good bit in the second one was uh, Bruce Willis and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, saying each other's lines. Yeah, swapping lines, yeah. But, oh well. Uh, now, the question is has he been naughty or nice? I think he's been nice. I'll be honest, he's not really done much. (laughs) There's very little to find about him. So, obviously, he stole stolen items on street corners and also sold fake items of jewellery and makeup. Right. Um, But he has advocated for stunt actors to get their own Oscar category and more recognition. And that is all I have on Jason Statham. No charity work. No No charity work, which almost is naughty in itself. If you're that sort of level, one of the most bankable stars... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is, is he actually, though? But most bankable stars. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of those people that if you have him in there, it's like a guaranteed sort of this amount of money you'll make. Huh. He's made over a billion at the box office, I think. What film was it where they were... The reason Kurt Russell was picked was because he was like the only person who, when they did a poll, was 100% Oh, yeah, like... he, was, he was the most likeable person at the time. I can't remember the name of the film now, but yeah, he was... I don't think that's the same with Statham. I don't think he's 100% likeable, but he's he's bankable. He's not like The Rock, but he's... Yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's England's version of The Rock. <laughs> like, he's... He, but can you think that's of... Some, I mean, Ho- it's like Hobbs, it's Hobbs and Shaw, isn't it? But can you think of anyone else right now that you needed, like, a British guy to be, like, a bankable person that people would go see? And it would make... It's guaranteed to make money, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, Hiddleston. I mean, if he's in a Marvel, it's a bit of a cheat, isn't it? <laughs> no, but I think that I think that people love that guy now. It's like Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. I think is quite a draw. Yeah, I, he, he does. He does flops though. Look at the current war and stuff like that. You know, it's he does. Fl- yeah, but the current war, I don't think that was a flop due to performance. That there was a lot of issues yeah. with that. But yeah, so that's naughty or nice. So are we going to say he's naughty or nice? He hasn't done anything wrong, but he hasn't done anything right. But then again, he's in a position where he could do a lot of nice things. I'd say naughty because he nicked stuff. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be naughty for him. <gasps> which feels bad, because oh. I don't think he's a naughty guy. But, no, because he hasn't done enough nice things, we're putting down on we the gotta, naughty list. We've got to weigh him up. Only getting coal for Christmas. Yeah. Coal and the warm embrace of Rosie Huntington-Whitley. So Yeah, what a, what a loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's not as cool as everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so, notable accomplishments for yeah. Mr. Statham. So, he obviously was diver. Um, he finished 12th in the World Championships in, not bad. in 1992. Um, that was on the 10-metre platform dive. He also did the 3-metre springboard in that competition, which is not his strong suit. He was platform diver primarily. Mm. So, 12th is not bad for 12th in the world <laughs> at anything is yeah, pretty yeah, good, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and what? How many? How many things do you think he's been nominated for as an actor? <laughs> what total nominations? And this is thought? across all those weird little categories and like, is it like three? It's two. He's been nominated for uh, both in 2015. Hang on. What did? What the? What the fuck? It? Was that the remake of the Mechanic? No, the Mechanic was 2013, I believe. 
Oh, okay, no. What, 2015, so he got voted uh, nominated for Best Villain at the Teen's Choice Award for Furious 7. Oh, hilarious. He got yeah. nominated, and he also got nominated for Best Actor in a Comedy at the Broadcast Film Critic Association for the film Spy. Oh, yeah, okay. I, that, honestly, that was the first time that I ever saw... Like, so I'd seen Jason Statham watching like the Guy Ritchie films and stuff, yeah. and I always liked him, but I always was like... Yeah, but that's just because he's in a Guy Ritchie film. You know, he's got a good script. Like, I like Vinnie Jones in those films, but I really can't stand Vinnie Jones. <laughs> but it's like, that's what the script and the vibe of those yeah. films will do. So I always assumed, and then I saw him in other shit like The Mechanic and Transport to that, and I didn't like him at all. I didn't get it. And I saw him in Spy, and I went, oh my God. Yeah, okay, fair play. You like that? You're I quite mean, funny. <laughs> I And that's it. As you mentioned earlier, Spy was one of the things you, think you get him from. I don't ever associate him with that because I just associate him with but, he, but Yeah, yeah. But that's why, like, he's... I mean, they get him to say twat in it instead of oh, twat. twat. Oh, and it's so... But it's so great because it's obviously the way he delivers it is... Like, there's no way he, that oh. he wasn't like, that's not how you pronounce that. Obviously, it was all part of the joke. It, it hurts so much every time oh, you so hear it good. in a film, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there are so many films like that at the moment. I've noticed it more and more. It becomes, what, what? It's yeah. becoming a more and more present word to use in films because they can sort of get around the censorship boards with it. But yeah, because it's, they're it's not, not pronouncing it right. Yeah, it's not, it's not even a word at that point. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's his life. That's everything we've got about Statham, which doesn't seem like a lot on him, but no. he seems to be quite private in what he's doing. Mm. He, 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 dates, he dates models... And he, and he kicks ass. Kicks ass. Christ. He's, what, li- he's living a good a life, life, really, what isn't he? a life. <laughs> and makes money. And there's there's us sat in a variety of awful shirts in the heat trying to stay alive. <laughs> cool. So, should we move on to the movies? Yeah. Let's uh, go. So, movies, as we always do here, I choose a film, Josh chooses a film, and then we have a film that we select because of the well, the reason we're doing the, the episode. Mm. Um there's a lot to choose in Jason Statham's back catalogue, mm. but it's trying to find the iconic mm. moments. Um, so we'll work through it, and I'll just, I'll just let us announce what film we're doing, but we'll do it yeah, in chronological yeah, yeah. order. So, um, You know, we're, we're, we're just really two young guys who ha- uh, we're fortunate enough to be involved with a lot of great people wh- whom uh, it's coming upon us to... There's no way we're doing this in less than 20 seconds. What film did you choose, Ch- uh, Church? Church? What do you Church? What film did you choose, Church? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I, I didn't know. I wanted to go geezer instead. It went horribly wrong. I, <laughs> um, I chose the transporter, and in hindsight, I should have chosen like Lockstock. But we'd, we'd, you know, we'd you chose it, Le Transporteur, as it was also uh, marketed as. Yeah, because because um, it's the first film that I think of when I think of Jason Statham. I think that's the same for a lot of people. I think this is like his quite iconic role. The film I chose is the film I think of whenever I think of Jason Statham, which is yeah. Crank. We're also going to be discussing after the Transporters Crank, and that is the reason I chose it is because if I think of Jason Statham, the first thing I think of is Crank. Mm. Um, and the film that we're doing together for what was selected is the new film that's come out in the UK. It's been out in America for about six months now. Um, really, yeah. uh, Wrath of Man, the new yeah. Guy Ritchie film. So yeah, we're going to be going through those. So we've got a guy Ritchie in there. We've got a guy Ritchie in there. So, so that's we'll, that's that's we'll, something. We'll have a chat. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll look at the the transporter first. Um, mm. As it's your film, are oh, you and ready? It's my, and it's my week to do. It's your two. week to do two. Yes. Um, and I will forget next week that it's my week again. Um, yeah. Don't worry, I will do it 
Because I do it like clockwork. You ready? Yeah. Ready, set, cook. A man with a mysterious past now moves stuff from one place to another for bad people for a living. Or sometimes good people. Just people who don't want the stuff getting nicked on the way. He's moving one particular thing and his rule is never to open the thing. And he does. And it's a woman. And it sends him down a spiral where suddenly his morals are conflicted because does he stay by his rules or does he save the woman? <laughs> is that is that what we're going to do? What, the, what else is there? What else is there? I mean, he has, he has a couple of other rules. Yeah, he does. He has three rules. It's no changes to the deal. Uh, don't look in the package. And... No names. No names. That's it. That's it. But yeah. So yeah, that's that was well under time. But yes, it's um, it's a British French film. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a uh, when you look at what how much it cost in all the book parfait, it's all in euros. Mm. So it's obviously primarily French funded. But yeah, it's a British French action film that sort of launched him into the role of um, action star. And I think mm. that's what got him noticed. And well, from what I read, that's what's got him noticed to move into sort of. American films, yeah. although I think before that John Carpenter got him in like a sci-fi thing called Ghost of Mars and he wanted him to be the lead, but they didn't think he was right to be a lead at that point, so they put oh, Ice Cube shit. instead. What? Yeah, Jason Statham's still in the film, but Hilarious. this is what he did in its place, essentially, as a leading man to be that leading man. Yeah, and he spends a lot of the time greased up. He does, he does. Greased spend up and shirtless. Very much so. He does a lot of good fights. I mean, this is, this is dad film. This is a great dad film, I think. Good fun. I, I I don't know. I think this is good thirteen year old film. I think this is a this is a kid who likes Call of Duty's first foray into Yeah, film. maybe that's fairer. I yeah, it's it's stupid action film. The plot doesn't matter. No. But you get to watch someone kill people. Kick and fight and yeah. stab people. Um so your first foray was was it when it first came out, roughly around two thousand and three? What the transporter? Oh, trans- yeah. This is the first time I watched it. This is the first time we've watched the transporter. Yeah. Ah, so I thought <laughs> when you thought it, it was like this is what I think of him because no, no, no. you watched it. This is just the one that I is always like the I don't know. It's the first. It seems to be the first thing that ever turns up when like about Jason Statham. Wow. Okay. So. This is your first time. I, I want to hear your thoughts as a first time oh, crap. little little virginal watcher of. I really, I really, um, I don't, yeah, no, I didn't get on with this film. I like, I, I appreciated the the fights and stuff, but for me, a a good fight scene, a good film does not make. Um, or the way around. Um, yes, a good film, a good fight scene does not make, and like, and it's the same view that I have on like John Wick right don't like those films I think the plot is paper fucking thin and it is not excused by some cool fight scenes for me yeah and this is the same thing the 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 bit that really got me is um the twist we'll call it I guess I think it it. was meant to be a (gasps) moment but her her dad oh, isn't yeah. actually trapped on the ship. He's the one bringing the ships, and it's like, yeah. oh, okay, right. So yeah, and it was, and, it, that, yeah. and that was it. And then, and the whole standoff at the end was crap. 
I ne- Jason Statham was never in any fucking danger in this film, and neither was anyone around him, except for the bad guys. Yeah. It was all the no-names, and then finally the one big bad villain, and they all died far too easily, far too... But he's a professional. But he's a professional. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. I think it works off well. Like The opening scene, I think, is a really good way to establish who he is. You know, yeah, that it feels thing. like drive or baby driver, sort of that. It's that getaway sort of yeah. thing in it, and that's it. He he's a driver. That's what he does. But it's well, they change the roles. That's the end. The gun, the kill the guy to make it the right numbers. Mm. It feels good in the opening. That was the best bit of the film, for me, probably. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it it feels good at the opening, and it, you sort of know where you're going. I like his um, friend. I like the French guy from Interpol or from yeah, the local place. Yeah, I kept doubting whether that guy was actually his fucking friend. Or he was trying to... Yeah. All the all the film, I was like waiting for the reveal that he's the bad guy because he was so sinister. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I mean, just to sort of pull back the curtain, I um, I watched all the Transporter films. Oh, yeah. So I, because of this, I watched this film, <laughs> two, and three... And loved it so and much. And then I watched, I watched the remake of it with Ed Screen as the lead... I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, Ed Screen was obviously in Game of Thrones as the most beautiful man, and then for one season, then left, and they recast him, and they yeah, recast the, him. Yeah, he's the bad guy in um, Deadpool. But he left. Yeah, he is the bad guy in Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he and he's also in um, Elite uh, Akita. Elita Battle Angel. He's the bad guy in that. One of the bad guys. He's like the big. Is he just man. getting like loads of castings as British bad guy? Yeah, because he can't act. Um, yeah, he he. Yeah, but okay, they bring yeah. him in in this, and it, the thing is, it shows how good Statham was by how bad this remake was of it in in that because. This is the thing with with Ed Screen. There was a shot every like there's a like a, a changed in shot in every half second of the fight, because Ed Screen can't do anything. Whilst oh, okay, Jason yeah. Statham, they go, here's a long shot, six seven seconds of you kicking ass. Yeah, and I believe that Statham would kick your ass, and that's sort yeah, of yeah, what I sure. take for that. But um, it's I think it's good fun. This is by far the best of any of the others. Bear in mind, all the rest of the, the other three I, I watched all got a rating of one and a half stars mm. this is by far the best of the transporter films yeah I'm i was gonna to say i'm sure i said transformer then uh transformer, but <laughs> yeah. it's oh. again as you said i think the opening is really good i think it well not really good but i think it's one of the stronger parts of the film but i don't i don't expect any more from it i've sat down i've enjoyed I, i'm just sort of enjoy it the villain is a bit naff the villain's better written too but st- still ridiculous yep again i just didn't care for the plot of it um, I didn't like her either. The woman, what, Lay. Yeah. No. It's just she was just a bit again, bit nothingy and just. Oh, I'm the cook. Which... The first, the first kiss is so out of the fucking. They survive being shot at by rockets and. Yeah. He, she, she just walks up to him and kisses him, and it's like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> if you were gonna guess, um, there were two running jokes. About two running jokes between the through the entire series of the first, second, and third. What do you reckon they would be from this? Uh, something to do with new cars or something. Okay. Like a or get damaging cars or something like that. I feel would be one. Uh, and the other is. 
Oh, is it something stupid like oh, about? They both are it, it, leaving people on the road or some shit. Is um, it? He does do that. But that's not so much of running. The running gags are the I'm the chef. Yeah, because the second time the French guy comes out to see him when he's living in uh, in Miami or California somewhere right. in America, and he breaks into the house. He goes, "But I'm the chef," and they do it again in the third one. And Madeleine's the little cakes—they have that been made in all three. <laughs> and what? Then, then they got yeah. I don't don't get it, but it's they've used those as running jokes throughout it. As you can see, that's the the issue. I think the problem that I have with this film mainly is the director is a bit crap. Um, I don't know what else he's done. Well, I just I felt like it wasn't particularly well directed. I've, I just felt no. it a bit bit bland, um, which could be to do with the script because it wasn't a particularly. And it's that weird uh, early two thousands filter. Yes, it very much is again, which has appeared on so many movies recently, and it really, really, really <laughs> irks me. Um, really irks me. It does not. It does not excuse any of your crap action sequences if you have a few fast cuts and a LA tone over the whole thing. The good thing about this is, though, it seems to be all practical effects. Yeah, which it, I did, it, it looked all right. Yeah, like, the second and third, they do some real PS2 cutscene graphic sort of <laughs> special effects. So oh, really? this is okay. this is stronger for that. Um, right. As you've already said, your favourite bit of this is the opening of it, would you say? Yeah. For sure. You think the opening is the best bit? Yeah, because it, it it set a um, tone for the film that was was not was not followed up for the rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> okay, I get that. Um, I, I really like the bit where he's where he's really oiled up and wears brake pedals on his feet. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Which is the most ridiculous fight scene you will probably see. I felt like they did it just to make him the same height as the stunt fighters um, yeah. because I knew he was, he was a little man. But yeah, he gets co- he covers himself in real like co- thick oil, mm. and they're all sliding around it. And then he kicks the pedals off a bike and straps them to his feet so he can run across the oil, which I don't think would make a difference. Yeah, it's. Um... <laughs> I think he... there's a few holes we could poke in this film. John. Yeah, I know, but that was that was a bit where I was like, oh, just you don't don't need it. Just do a cool thing where he's like just able to like he's like sliding on it and just pushing off the things and doing yeah, like yeah. fights and grappling maybe even grappling them on the floor and doing bits like that but I really enjoyed that fight scene regardless I thought it was stupid that's the one fun. in the in the garage yeah, yeah it's the one in the garage and I think that was stupid fun and that's all I wanted from it there was a point where I went yes I remember this film yes there's no plot just lean into it and just mm. accept it and let it wash over me and enjoy the lack of thought yeah <laughs> which I think is what you have to do with this yeah if you sit there and want to analyse it inside and out, you're just going to hate hate everything about it. Yeah. Talking of hating everything about it, what what would you try to do to make it better? Or is it even possible, Josh? <laughs> um, uh, I would... I would... <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd just... I'd, I'd burn the script. <laughs> I'd... Um... No, I think I think you could have. I think if you just if you'd kept the bits that you wanted tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek. Uh, but I think they they middled it out too much with is this a adult film or is this like a kids action film that you know yeah. a twelve year old can go watch, and and that was the issue for me was as I said I really liked that first scene and the. 
just turning around and like killing the guy in the back seat was quite a dark opening. Very much so, yeah. Had they had it continued like that, and he had had more of like a because he had the silent, no past sort of vibe thing. Yeah, but if he had that, and like he was killing people like and not and not blinking. Which he do, he does to an extent, but there's still there's a there's sort of flamboyancy around the action scenes. I think it just it needed a darker tone to the whole film. I think that's fair. I mean, I I, I liked as you said this sort of unknown past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his unknown past didn't need to be America, did it? This is the first. No, this is I the know. first entrance of. Jason Statham doing questionable American accents. It's not his worst attempt at an American is, but accent, so, but it's a bad one. So I looked it up afterwards. I don't think he really I was. I looked up the character, and it says he's English. And I was like, so what the fuck was that that we heard on uh, cause the it, film? It, when, when you pointed out, I was like, oh yeah, because I watched it before you had. Mm. You, you messed me between me watching the second, mm. the first and the second one. And he definitely leans into it a little bit more in the second one. By the third one, it's just him being a geezer. So it's just a weird choice i think have... i think they might have wanted him to be also it looked like american military that he was in part of the, he was like yeah ex cia or something along those lines or something yeah, i guess he could have been interpol but it's a bit of everything isn't it but why do you leave that to become but as you said i agree i think that would have made it better or potentially the villain is someone from his past so there's a reason for him to get more involved with the situation yeah, yeah. which again is a fucking overplayed role like a cliche really at this point but mm. i think that would have made it better that but i think this is a sort of film where you could get away with a cliche like that yeah if it, if it saves the but i think if he went into that tongue-in-cheek <laughs> style and yeah. had that it's almost like self-aware action movie mm. i mean they've been doing that since the 80s look at pretty much any <laughs> arnold schwarzenegger film it's very self a lot of them are very self-aware mm. and they have that silly nature and they could have gone more into that but that would have been a different film to what this film wanted, whatever it wanted to be. But what it wanted to be is very confused. I think it. I think it just wanted to be um, a new action franchise, and it was. It, went, mm. it ran three films, made tons of money, and then they tried to reboot it with the most boring man in the world. Yeah, oh, I hate him. Yeah, but outside of that, what did you give this as a rating then? Uh, I gave it two. Give it two stars, did you? Mm. I gave it two and a half wheels on a car, so you could make it work. <laughs> but you're not going very far. No. Yeah, it's a two and a half star film for me. Would I watch it again, drunk with people around where I don't have to really pay attention to it and just look at the fight scenes when they pop up? Yeah, mm. I would do quite happily. But I'm not going to sit down again. I don't think I even would. <laughs> yeah, but you could put it on and then walk away and leave leave yeah. people you don't like watching it. Yeah. The ones if you have a you party, like torture. Fabulous. Yeah. If you have a party and yeah. you've got people there you don't want to be, there, just put them in front of the TV. Nice. They'll leave on their own accord. Yeah. It's only ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, at least it had the good grace to be a short film. Yeah, 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 for sure. I could. It's the sort of thing that you could see going too yeah. long. It could be a two hour. But yeah, should we move on to our next film? So that was two thousand and two. Yeah. The next one, I want to say, is 2005. It might be 2000... Yeah, it's 2005. I'm saying that confidently. Is it going to be 2008 now? Make me look like a fucking idiot. It's 2006. But yeah, 2006, it's Crank. It feels newer than that. Does it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I don't have it's a timer. Oh, I have right. a timer. You have a timer, right. you ready? Yeah. Okay, so... We awake. Chev Chelios, played by Jason Statham, is slowly dying, but he doesn't know why. Luckily, 
there's a VCR in the, t- in the TV for him to watch, and he's been injected by a Chinese poison that is making him die. But don't worry, he's got a doctor he can call to help him. But oh no, he's off having an orgy somewhere. He'll call him back with how to sort it out. So now Jason Statham's aware that he needs to keep his adrenaline going. And what he can do is start fighting people, start fucking people, and start killing and that's what he does for the course of the movie. And we, drugs. Oh, and drugs. So we see him travel from scene to scene, trying to work out, find the guy who's poisoned him. Uh, we find the find out that he's got his lovely partner in Amy Smart, who he his the reason he's being killed is because he was going to leave it all for her because he's actually a murderer, not an IT consultant or something, yeah. which he says he is. Um, and then he goes off to fight the big uh, the big bad and finds out that his boss has actually turned on him and that's why he's been poisoned. It all culminates in a fight on a helicopter, which he falls out of. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and that And survives. And that is Crank. Oh. But luckily, there's a Crank too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Crank... Um, have you had you seen it before? I'd seen Crank before, yeah. Um, this is a childhood favorite of mine. Was it? It came out, yeah. It came out in two thousand and six. I was fourteen or fifteen when it came out. I think I was fourteen. I went and saw it in the cinema. It was definitely a fifteen, but because if you just go, if you looked old enough, you yeah. you got in. So I was buying tickets for my friends to go see it, and I loved it. I I loved it in the way that you. Should, is it a great film? No. I'm not going to say it's the best film that's ever made, but is it a lot of fun? Is it interestingly shot? Is it a new fucking style of film that I hadn't seen at the time? Yes. But is it designed definitely for 15-year-old to young, like, young 20s? Definitely. I, I think this film gets better as you get older. Do you? Yeah. I think this I film mean, is fucking brilliant. From, from the ripe old age of... Oh, what, 24? <laughs> no, no, but I mean, as I got, like... When you're, I think, I think the difference is this film. You watch it for different reasons. Yeah, this film turns from uh, an action film that you'd stick on, much like you'd stick on the transporter, and suddenly this film becomes an artistic masterpiece. <laughs> I, I, I think this film is <laughs> fucking amazing. I think, I think calling it an artistic masterpiece is. I think it is. is. I think it is. I think it is so. It, the, the cinematographer I, for this is off his fucking chain. He is amazing. Yeah, he is off his chain. I mean, there was but, point- but, but it's such a good. He is like too good for this film. But he was the director <laughs> of cinematography. But the reason, uh, they, but then they got picked up for Ghost Rider, didn't they? Because of this, yeah. um, which they were a duo, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, they they just didn't care. It was all practical, like mainly practical effects, apart from the falling from the. And so like him hanging off the, he'll hang off the oh, front yeah. of things to like the front of cars to film him as they're driving and bits like that. Can we start by just discussing the name Chev Chelios as a name? It. How gr- when it comes out, Chev Chelios as him, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm definitely sold. Yeah, him wearing, him wearing your name, like a weird like patterned shirt that doesn't really fit him, and just stomping around. It's it's ridiculous. It has almost. The opening... It feels, it feels like GTA. It does. It feels like a... It was weird. It came out the same sort of time as like Gamer and things oh, like that. this is so much better than Gamer. But jo- it feels that idea of a person living a video game lifestyle, mm. isn't it? And it does it better than what that mm. was. Um, it's got an opening that's... Which I love in this film is the fact it goes... 
we're not going to give you it. It's just going to throw you straight in. You literally wake up with him dying because mm. he's been injected. And I, love, then, I love, and that's another. That, that's one of it. Was he been injected with? We're not going to explain it. It's a Chinese poison. poison. <laughs> that is it. You don't need any more. You don't need no, any more. No, con- there's no science behind it. But there's no fucking science. But oh, and the the keeping the heart rate out when he's like. Literally, shags are in the street. Yeah, shags are in the street. Oh my god! How? Yeah, he How? does. He does that quite. He has sex a few times. She gives him roadhead at one point, but doesn't let him finish because he'll fall asleep. Yeah. It's just like little bits <laughs> like that. It's, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, is this film for everyone? Yeah. No, it's definitely not. Yes, for everyone. it is. Keris walked in watching. And went, oh, not this. It's not for everyone. This film. Oh no! This is definitely for everyone. This I, I, this film is so. This is so. It's such good shit. It, it, I, this is the best bad film I've ever watched. I I don't know if it's the best bad film. I mean, Willy's Wonderland's a bad film, and that's. No, I think Willy's Wonderland's a genuinely good film. I think this is the best <laughs> bad film that I've watched. Uh, it's it's. Look, I'm not gonna fight that. I don't think this is a good film. I just don't think this film is for everyone. I just, I think it's good. Good. Who's it not for? It's not for my mum. She would. She hates everything. Would hate everything about this. Oh, okay, fine. It's not. It's not for a certain demographic of people, and that's not saying mums because that's not true. But there is a certain yeah. demographic that would absolutely hate this film. And although you could say it's an artistic masterpiece, wouldn't take anything from. It's the same people who go look. I think this this album is amazing. And if I showed my beautiful dark twisted fantasy to my parents, they'd go, "Well, that's that's rap with a crap, capital C." <laughs> you know, thanks, thanks, mum and dad. It's that sort of you know, it's it's certain demographics won't like mm. areas of it. If someone put this in a in a museum in snippets, people would watch it and go, "Yeah, all right, that's some sort it's of crazy art that's tried there." Yeah. yeah. Dennis Reynolds turning up. Dennis Reynolds. Yeah, as a scared hospital worker with a beard. One of the best bits. Um, I'm going to go in with my favourite bit. And it's a single shot. Yeah, I know what it's going to be for you. And it's the one that I sent you. Because I was like, that's just genius. That's just, it's just brilliant. I've never seen it done. It was, it's a shot where he's on the phone to someone in the car and rather than do like a split down the centre of the screen, they put <laughs> the guy he's talking to as as like a CGI bit over the mirror, over yeah. the wing mirror, and it's great. Like just too good for this film. It is not. <laughs> I um I, I'm going to stop fighting for this point, but yeah, it's there's so <laughs> many great moments that. I enjoy um, throughout it. There's, there's loads of fight scenes. Yeah, I like the scene where he gets the drugs and he realizes it's not enough, so starts fighting, starts fighting the, the people, people in yeah. there. Um, the the tender moment between him and the doctor, where he's like, "Yeah, it's nice knowing you," and it's like, "What is their connection? Yeah, why why did they why are they friends really? Because he's obviously like a mob mob, um, mob doctor or something doctor. like that." Um, but yeah, I think my favorite bits might be. <laughs> Yeah, my favourite bit is definitely, definitely um, 
where he's watching the news story about mm. this man on a on a rampage, oh. and he stood in his his <laughs> hospital gown, and he looks across at the guy. The guy looks across at him, then looks down. And he's got a full on erection, yeah. and Jason Statham doesn't break eye contact, and just they just they look away to just oh, watch it. Um, but again, and the... if you describe that scene to people, they're not going to go. Yep, modern art. That <laughs> it's just it's that and the the. A full phone calling conversation to a voicemail machine whilst falling out of a helicopter. Yeah, that's so good. I love you, baby. Yeah, so, <laughs> and he's real slow. So yeah, he falls out of the helicopter at the end, obviously, because he's he's vanquished the guy he wanted to, and he falls for about five minutes. It feels <laughs> like he has a full conversation with the answering message of Amy Smart, um, yeah. talking about how he loves her, yeah. baby. He'll always be there for her. And then he ends it, drops it, looks behind him to realise how much longer he's got to go. And then we cut to a view of the streets at a normal eye level. And he hits it, bounces. Hits a car. Yeah, and then bounces back into the front of the thing and then just opens his eyes. Um, And then we get a nice sort of um, 16-bit heart thing ready for the next one. So you know what's going on with the second film. Yes. The second film is his heart gets stolen because he obviously has the heart of a warrior and he gets given a little robot, a robotic heart and he has to try and get his heart back. So he has to electrocute himself constantly because that's why it's called Crank 2 High Voltage. Right. Have you not seen Crank 2? never seen Crank 2. There's a scene... I feel I need to. Oh, there's a scene... Is it by them again? Oh, yeah. Right, fabulous. I mean... There's a wonderful scene where a guy, um, as punishment, has to cut off his own nipple. (laughs) And the boss isn't happy still, so he has to cut off his other nipple. And that goes on for about five minutes. Good. Yeah. Good. That's what I like. Modern art. How would you improve this film, though, Josh? I couldn't. What do you mean you couldn't improve this film? I couldn't improve this film. film. Where? Where? (laughs) I think any... No, and 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 I, I think this is what I mean by it's the best bad film. I think any improvement would put it into the realm of... Oh, it's actually trying, and it would just suddenly devalue the entire film. I don't yeah. know how I would improve it because you can't make it worse because that'll just make it worse. But you can't improve it because it'll push it out of this the the high dumpster tier into shit trying. <laughs> I get that. I I would have liked stupid me. I would have liked a scene where he had to like properly fight the cops that have come to get him. Like a bigger sort of scene of that, and like maybe him get tased in it, and that gives him the energy to then get stronger, like powering up, and then just beat the the living. I don't want this. I I don't want to take more stuff. Sorry, I don't want to take itself more seriously. I wanted something even bigger and crazier thrown in there as well. I wouldn't mind seeing like more of um, Amy Smart or something like that. I yeah. I mean, I always at that time some weird. I'd be I'd be full in for like a, a a weird. Doctor side story about like his journey back. Or that would something. be that was my other thought that you, you could have done. I I would have loved it to end and then for them to have a ten minute post credit scene of the Doctor just trying to get trying back. To get back. And it has no bearing on the situation. Just him trying to get back into the country. Yeah, it's yeah. My improvement is not to take it more seriously or actually make it a better yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. I think it's wonderfully aimed it knows where it is and what it is and at no point is it trying to improve itself yeah what did you give this four stars i gave this (laughs) i gave this 
four stars. I gave this three and a half cc's of epinephrine or something like that. I don't know if that's how much he needed, but yeah. It was, t- it was um, no, he, need, he needed uh, 0.2. He needed a fifth. Of, yeah, um, but three point, But then he took it all at once anyway, didn't he? Yes. Which is why he had, had massive erection. Um, so good. But yeah, I gave this three and a half stars. Again, I, I get why you give it a four star film as well if you really enjoyed it. <laughs> so but by the same token, if someone gave this a, a two or a one, I wouldn't fight them for it as no. well. Because if it's not what they like, no. you know, they're not going to enjoy it at all. Um, I think they're wrong, but I wouldn't fight them. <laughs> So, if you like stupid, pointless fun, uh, that is this is what uh, this, this is the film to go for. I, yeah. I, I would, as I said, I genuinely think, and I, I am a big advocate for stupid, pointless fun, as you can tell. Unless, it's the, tra- like unless it's the transporter, but I don't think it's fun. Yeah, this is just stupid and pointless. This is fun. <laughs> this is this is fun through and through. But I wouldn't put this on at like a party because I would stop. Oh, whatever I, would, I would, I would yeah. want to watch yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I think this is like... I would watch this with my mate, for sure. I think it would be fun to watch. But you but... wouldn't watch it for date night. Oh, no, I would. I think Em would like this film. I really think she would. She walked in on me watching... Um... I'm glad this is where it's going. Watching get, uh, Game Over Man. Oh, yeah. She was like, is this a Michael Bay film? I was like, nope, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah, and it was a bit with the... The workaholics with guys, the, yeah. Um, the zombie robot dude. Was okay, the right. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a stupid film. Not as good as this by a long way. No, 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 for sure. But uh, but we digress. This is fabulous. So yeah, now on to now on to our feature film of the episode. Uh, Serious Raff, stuff. Yeah. Wrath of Man. Yeah. Are you ready to give a plot in a minute? Yeah, I think so. I think this one can be done in a minute without too much issue. Yeah. So um, there is a heist. At a uh, what the what the fuck are they called? What the, what's the name of the company? The ca- the the vans that carry cash. I don't actually know what they're called because they're not security companies, are they? They they are like yeah, money transit lorries, whatever they're called. Yeah. I can't think what they're called. Um, yeah, just there a, isn't there is a name for them, isn't there? What's the name of the big British one? cash trucks? Are what they're called trucks. in America? Is that yeah. Really it? yeah. Oh, okay. I'll right. let you start again. Sorry. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> so um. There, it opens, there is a heist on a cash truck. Um, we don't really see what happens, but clearly everyone uh, dies. Well, who, who's on the cash truck side? And a couple of civilians, you see um, the heisters shoot off into the... Well, off camera. We then cut forward. Jason Statham joins these cash trucks. He starts driving them. He's very good at his job. Uh, he starts protecting them, and uh, we find out that he's trying to find out who is trying to heist these trucks, if there is any general conspiracy. And then, flashback. And, oh, Josh, you don't like that word. Keep going. <laughs> um, flashback, and it turns <laughs> out that he was in on the original heist, uh, but his son got caught in the... Well, he wasn't even caught in the crossfire. His son was fucking executed. And uh, now he's out for vengeance. And so he's had to infiltrate the cash truck company to find out who killed his son. I don't really want to say any more. I will correct one part of that. He wasn't actually involved in the original bit. I know there's that phone call, but that's a mis- it's, 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 it's a mistaken location of what he's meant to be doing. He's gone to the wrong place, apparently. What? That's what I read. Apparently it wasn't actually him who took that information. So he doesn't feel... It was just a situation of him... 
Yeah, that's what I've read, but I don't know if that is true or not. No, it was him, because there was the, the old... Yeah. I know, he was talking to the, the guy, but from what I understand is that he went in to check this, but it was at the wrong location. It was a wrong place, wrong time situation is what it was. It was almost like, check out where it is. I, yeah, regardless, I, okay. I may be wrong, but it's what I've read... Whether it's true or not, it, it confused me when I read it, but that's what was going on. But yeah, this is a Guy Ritchie film, mm. but it doesn't feel like a Guy Ritchie film. No. Um, you turned, you messaged me immediately. I didn't said, you? I said it felt like a, um, like a Ben Affleck. It had like similar vibes to, very much similar vibes to the town. It was very towny. Um, but equally, there are even elements of like, like just shot wise, even like Argo and stuff. It really felt like an Affleck film. It's. Much more sort of contemplative than you would expect for a Guy Ritchie film. It isn't over-the-top characters or... I didn't think it was that funny. No, it wasn't. Like, though. at any point. There wasn't, really. There was uh, meant to be humour amongst the, 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 the robbers. Josh Hartnett's character was meant to be some sort of, I think, comic relief in there as well. Like, <laughs> but it was like, you know, it was like lads humour where they're, like, bullying each other oh, on his yeah, first yeah, day on yeah, the yeah, job. Yeah. And, like, oh, who's this, who's this pussy? It's like the woman coming in. It's like, well, uh, she can say it too. And that sort of... That was the sort of level of humour, but it was just regular people doing their job. So yeah, it wasn't yeah. like, here's a joke for you. It was, we're just going to get through it. Mm. But it wasn't meant to be either. The poster for it missells this film entirely. Have you seen where he's yeah. like stood, like almost like wringing his hands in a full suit? And... Right, it looks like a, it looks like I'm I'm going in for like a geezer Docklands flick yeah. in like London. It looked like it was going to be another revolver like or something. Blinders. Yeah, it's and he's wearing like that. It's just like it looks almost like a tweed suit, jacket yeah. sort of thing. Weird, weird, weird poster. I haven't really seen much way in marketing for this film at all. But it's nothing like I was expecting it to be, but in a good way. Yeah, this this film pleasantly really surprised film. me when I went and uh, went and watched it. Um, but it does have my pet hate, and this is. I just I just hate storytelling where they go three months earlier, five months later, six months earlier. Yeah. Different people are telling. So it didn't benefit from. They so, could have just done it all at the same time. So in my what mind. I couldn't work out. Yeah. When it says three months later, and then shortly after that scene, it says five months earlier. Is it five months prior to the three months later, or is it yes. five months prior to the, f- the original? Because I don't think there's any way that he recovered from gunshot wounds and got the job in two months. Apparently, he did. It's it, yeah. It's it escalates really quickly in this film. I know it's done through these cutbacks, so it doesn't escalate really quickly. Mm. But the the heisters, which are um, ex military, who is the the Number four, is number f- no number what, one. What do you mean, Jan? So not the guy, not the main guy, the one with the beards. No number. Sorry, no. I mean number one, like the 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 heister who he's after. Uh, or Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah, what else has he been in? I recognise. Um, I couldn't put my finger on it at all. He's he's been in mainly TV and stuff. He's mainly oh, in it? Burn Notice and things oh, like that. Was fair. his one. But the other guy, the the other main heister, mm. is uh, Clint Eastwood's son. Oh, cool. Um, and Keris walked in whilst I was watching it and I said, oh, look, it's uh, Clint Eastwood's son. She went, no, it isn't. And then he turned to someone and she went, yeah, it looks just... And he oh, looks, really? he's got the same eyes and face, but if you don't yeah, say yeah, it, yeah. and I think he's clearly trying to carve out a different path mm. to his father. Um, but yeah, he was really good in it. I didn't think there was weak acting in this. Um, there was some confusing points which someone made, which, was, which I think was fair. Um, <laughs> like, why would you call um, the security guard friend... 
the the guy who's like the mentor. Why was he called Bullet? Um, when mm. Jason Statham is the most bullet-looking man in the world, <laughs> and why was Jason Statham called H like H bomb when you've got a big, massive explosion of a man as Bullet? They just like, it was just like weird choices for bits like that. But it was all midi little bits. I, they didn't utilize Josh Hartnett very well. I thought he was really sort of just nothingy mm. in this film, which was yeah. a shame. And I really thought this was going to be oh, we've seen Josh Hartnett come back into. Into film. I like Josh Hartnett, even though I've already isolated Hollywood Homicide in an mm. earlier episode. I like Josh Hartnett. Mm. I want to see more of Josh Hartnett. Mm. And he is good in this film, mm. in the brief moments he's there. Yeah. I really liked it. I, I, I love a little um, standoff heist, sort of closed, um, a closed set, but... Mid- it's, it's, a close, it's a closed circuit film, isn't it? It's like, mm. this, this is what happened at the beginning, this is the end... It's it starts but like I mean, but like fight scenes wise as well. I like it when they're quite static. Yeah, and like, this as opposed was, to like chase scenes, all of these were quite. It was either round the like, trucks or round yeah. in or in the or yeah, in the yeah. complex itself. Yeah, and yeah, I think I the fight scenes felt good. None of it felt over. The, I know he was it felt very real. It yeah, felt, it, the whole thing felt like. Uh, it it seems like the sort of thing I wouldn't be surprised to hear actually happened. You know. The only thing I think was far-fetched, I know it's all far-fetched, but the only thing that I would say was clearly far-fetched is you need 70 to pass the train for this. So Jason Statham's character gets exactly 70 to be let onto the force. Mm. Um, And at that point you go, he's so good at shooting. He can get deliberately the score that he Mm. needs to get. And you see later that he is an amazing shot. And at no point do they question the difference between is like, on field, I know there's that sort of they doubt. Did. There's that doubt separately, but at no point is he questioned about no, he what is. he did. Really, he is when he's with um, uh, Eddie Marson. Marson, the, they very say, briefly. They say, yeah, well, they say how how were you that good a shot, but you only got that. Oh, did and they then, actually say that? Yeah, and then the boss, uh, or not the boss, like the you know the guys in charge of the company is like, Promoting, oh, yeah, yeah let's let's ignore that. We'll just. Because he's clearly like you know he's our golden boy now. Oh, they, what they were ignoring was his PTSD desk job. No, 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 no. They no. They oh, said okay. it about the the shot because he was like Eddie Marsden was like this is suspicious. Yeah, he was a he was a surprise show in this film as well. Oh, I love it when he shows up. Yeah, I I, I do as well. But he just I wasn't expecting him yeah. to be in this film either. Actually, yeah. I probably was expecting him to be in this film when I thought it was going to be a different film. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes into this one. Yeah, true. There is yeah. There's no real poor performances in this. Nope. Um, I like I liked the gang that he works with as well. The mm-hmm. guy, the guy with the white hair and the beard. I don't. Mm. I've never seen. I don't recognize that guy at mm. all. Um, outside of admiring his facial hair and beard mm. and how great it looked, I thought, wow, he's really good in this as that sort of like look. Boss, I think yeah. you're going too far, but what well, I'll do, what has to be done, sort of guy. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I fully. Re- I think this is a good film. I think it's a good film, but I don't think it has any. Um... If you wanted to be a Guy Ritchie film, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, but equally, it's a, it's a. I think this is just a very, very solid film. I don't think it has anything special. I don't really think there's anything in this film that you're not going to find in another similar film of like this genre. No, I agree with that, but I but think. I, but that's not that there's anything wrong with that. Sometimes you just want like a good. I think this is a good. I think it's a good Statham performance. 
Yeah, and I said to you, I liked seeing him as the boss rather than as lackey henchman. henchman yeah. yeah, which he, he, he seems to be cast as a lot. He, and I think he's he's now got to that age where he can be that sort of he's older, style. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm he look- looks older in this as well. I don't know if you noticed, but even from like Hobson Shaw that we only watched what two but years I, ago, I, I think that he's. Me- but the thing is, he's meant to look haggard. And again, this is a there is a filter on this. It's definitely a, almost a grey filter on this film. Not overly, but it's mm. it's like a darker it's feel like a blue, to it. Almost. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. But so it it ages everyone up. It makes yeah. it makes it look harsher, greyer, grittier. Because mm. I always imagine a Guy Ritchie film. It's not, but always with almost like a either a bright white or a sepia tone to it for some reason that's sort of like I always mm. feel like that's the sort of tone I, well this is very much now nah, we've got doom and gloom things aren't great for anyone yeah yeah um, but yeah I liked him I liked uh, Clint Eastwood's son in this um, and I liked the guy who played Bullet whose name I can't remember but he's also in loads of things isn't yeah. he I'd um, I'd happily watch Guy Ritchie do another film like this yeah, I feel like he always... I don't know if he always does, but it feels like he does like gangster flick, film that you don't expect from him. Gangster flick, film you don't expect from him. What are the other films you don't expect from him? Um, give me a second. I say this now. Well, I always think of just his, you know, lock, stock, rock and roller, snatch, gentleman. Yeah, revolver. Uh, so Sherlock, he did the two Sherlock Holmes films. Um, he did <laughs> yeah, The Man from films. Uncle. He also did Aladdin. Live action oh. Aladdin. I did not realize. So, that. like, like a f- Man from Uncle was very his style, actually. Uh, and King Arthur. Oh yeah, that's very different. So do you know what I mean like he does? He does his gangster flick, then he yeah. does something that's a bit different, but it's and then he goes back to his gangster flick. Yeah. So, um, next one I imagine. Sorry, I imagine the next one's gonna be Aladdin too. But um, after that, we'll get something that's a bit more gangstery again. A one I think they're doing a second live action oh. Aladdin. Interesting. Um, but yeah. What would you do to... Uh, what's your favourite bit in this film? So, I don't know. Uh, this is the thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't... Stand out bits. I did like... I liked the whole... Um, the actual execution of, like, the final heist. I like watching that sort of thing unfold. That's also my favourite bit, it? is the way that he did it along with... And it's my it's my favourite way of doing a heist thing. So this is what we'll be doing. And the fact that it all... It doesn't really work out, but it's like you stick to the plan the whole way through. Yeah, yeah, where they're cutting between where they're telling you the plan and, and then the little car and the, it, yeah. yeah, I like all that sort. Of so stuff. I thought that was really good. That was probably my favorite bit as well. Um, what was what was your least favorite bit? What would you do to improve it? Mm, I know what yours is. You say yours because uh, mine is get rid of the whole flashback, flash yeah. forward crap. <clears throat> this is a film that could have been told. As it happened, you could have one flashback where they reveal why Jason Statham's doing what he's doing, mm. but like you could have had the rest of it told alongside each other as you know. But you, you get that in all like crime f- things where you got the cop on one side and you got the crime on the other, and they're like running concurrently. Yeah, yeah. You could have done this exactly the same way because you have know you where watched it... Heat yet? No, not yet. I think you'd have thought this was a worse film if you'd watched Heat. I, I've seen bits of Heat, I've just never finished it in one sitting, oh, so yeah. I think I've missed bits and pieces of yeah. Heat, because um, I don't have three hours um, to carve out <laughs> in a single sitting yet. Oh, I'll find it at some point. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I'd think i improve it. Um, it would be, so, be something about... He, like it's 
And I don't know if it is a symptom of what you were saying, but yeah. it, all the factions felt quite disjointed. When it was clearly aiming towards like, the same central point, wasn't it? Yeah, but like, you know, yeah, he was this mob boss. But realistically, that other than explaining that that was how he could do what he could do, it wasn't really necessary all that he actually needed from that was to establish that he had a connection to um andy garcia yeah who was underutilized as well in this film entirely but my point being that that's it was like it was quite an unnecessary i think addition yeah it was it was almost like yeah three stories rolled into to one yeah but like why but why why did he need to be a gang boss other than explaining his thing yeah, like, although I did like that sub-story. I agree, it yeah. wasn't necessary. But he could have just yeah. been like one of, I don't know, Garcia's top hitmen or something. Yeah. Hitman, he'd be a good hitman. Oh, you mean if they did he'd the hitman? Great, yeah. like, well, better than hitman. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, probably. Better than other guy who no one knows the name yeah. of in, in the other one. But he looks like him. What, bold guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and pretty jacked. Too short to be hitman. No, you can blend in with more people. If you're average height. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, um, <laughs> in short, I really like this film. I think if you want to go out to the cinema and watch like a crime film, mm. you wouldn't be disappointed in watching this. You mm. wouldn't feel you wouldn't feel cheated for your time at all. It's I think it's it's a good it's a good watch. Mm. Uh, what did you give this then? Uh, I gave this three and a half, which means that I think that this is a worse film than Cranks. I gave this three and a half. I gave this three and a half fans of cash is what I gave this. Um, so yeah, three and a half out of five. So I gave it the same rating. So mm. I gave it the same rating as Crank, but they're two very different films. Yeah, for sure. Even though you think Crank's better. I think this, is, I think this out of, um, if I'm comparing it to recent films in sort of tone and I think even in execution, it's very similar to Widows. Yeah, I get that. It's Again, it's that crime... Crime film, isn't it? Mm. Dark crime. So if you like that, go watch this. I think I enjoyed I this think, more than Widows. Yeah, I think even... Actually, yeah. I think if... Yeah, that may be a bad thing because I think I know a lot of people who didn't enjoy Widows but do normally enjoy that. Yeah, poor example. Ignore me. I think The Town's a fair example. Yeah. Which is... But I think The Town is a, be- is a much better film than this. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, again, it's a different style though. It's, it's different style. It feels similar, but it's a different thing. But yeah, I do think it's better. Anyway, yeah. should we move on to our rankings of his films? Yeah, let's do it. You like me right now. You like me. I've already um, guessed my, my yours as well. Okay. And order, I guessed yours, because I made the graphic for, for ranking before this. So let's see if I have to do any work to change it. Okay. Um, but yes. Well, I, you, do, you, got, you reckon you've got my worst film as well? Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think I've got your worst film. Okay, hang on. Do you want to do worst or best first? Let's do best first, shall we? Best, yeah. So num- I'll do number three as you're busy looking at your, your rankings. Mm-hmm. My number three film for Jason Statham is The Bank Job. I don't think I've even seen that. What Two- is that? 2008 film. It's slightly different. It's, again, it's a crime film, but he's not like over the top. He's, uh, it's based on a true story as well. Um, oh, cool. It's, it's interesting. Not the... Um... It's not like Hand Garden, no. No, no, I don't think so. I can't remember now. Uh, the in exact sort of intricacies of it all. Uh, but yes, my that was my third film was uh, 
So my, my third is Crank. Um, it's Crank, isn't it? <laughs> I actually think my third is Spy. <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to change it. <laughs> I change. I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard. You've called Crank a masterpiece, an artistic but masterpiece. I think Spy is like one of the best. <laughs> but I think Spy is like one of the best recent like action comedy things. I don't know. And I think and I think and I think if I'm talking about performances that I enjoyed of Statham as well, I you, think that you say Chev Chelios wasn't better than that. Oh, it's much <laughs> much it's, it's the the thing is these two are fighting for third because first and second are so far above them that it's not I say that that you know there's like one star but <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I'm gonna Oh uh, all right, okay. I'll change it. I'll go crank. You're going crank. I'll go it? crank. Crank's the third yeah, one. Yeah, um, fine. Number two is going to be different to my number two. Yeah. My number two is Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Ugh. And yours is Snatch. Yeah. And then my top one is going to be Snatch and yours is going to be Lock, Stock. You think stock. Snatch is better than Lock, Stock? Because it's a better film. Oh, don't, boy. It's definitely a better <laughs> it's film. It's not! What? It's definitely a better film. No! No! Okay. It definitely is. <laughs> Alright. All the way to Brad Pitt's accent is a better film. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your worst film then? The Meg. Uh, that's what I've got for you as well. Yeah. So I, I did get your order right. Yeah. Which is good. So no remaking any graphics for no. me. <laughs> uh, and my worst one is In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale. Oh yeah, you need to tell me about this. Um, which actually got half a star for me, which is normally reserved for those truly t- like awful, awful Crimes Against Cinema films. Norbit. And this, yeah, Norbit. And this is a Crime Against Cinema. Yeah. Um, so we have Jason Statham, Burt Reynolds, I looked at the cast Ray Liotta, fucking amazing. Ron Perlman, Gimli, because <laughs> I can't remember his name. What a great cast. And um, what's her face? Susan, she looks like um, Mini Driver, but it's not. I couldn't remember. But, so, yeah, the film... Funny is Jason Statham is a farmer called Farmer. Okay. Farmer Day Man, because he's a farmer in the day. And he's a man who believes you should be named after what you do, because what you do (laughs) matters. Oh my God. Um, He was an orphan that was raised by the village, but is, so he's a farmer, but also a really good man with a boomerang. (laughs) (laughs) Burt Reynolds is the king of the country and has an advisor and magi, which is... Gimli, I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, okay. um, advisor and the ba- and he has a bad bad. There's a bad guy called who's Ray, Ray Liotta, who is his uh, uh, like his brother or something like that. I think it's his brother um, who is also magic um, and controls these things called the Krug, <laughs> who are meant to be orcs but are just men in brown bandages, <laughs> and he can summon himself to be the king of them out of nothing. Um, <laughs> Also, they have um, a shared nephew, both Ray Liotta and Burt Reynolds, in Matthew Lillard. Okay. <laughs> who is bold with a goatee, who is just an entitled... Matthew the... Yeah, Shaggy. Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
This film then follows um, this as they invade the nation and yeah, they're yeah. all fighting and his son dies and his wife gets captured and then it finds out that Jason Statham is actually the estranged son of Burt Reynolds on his deathbed. No, so he's actually now the king. This budget had, was like it was like stupid money was the budget, but it, it feels like it was made for ten grand. Oh no, I saw because I looked up the reviews of the, it's like sixty million. Or sixty something. million, but yeah. it feels like it was made for ten grand. It is so awful. Honestly, I hated it. I watched it in six parts because I could not stick with it. There's points where they get stolen out of their horses by vines that come down, controlled by women who live in the woods and all sorts. This sounds amazing. It is awful. It's it's a crime against cinema. (laughs) It really is. There were threads on Reddit going, what's the worst film ever made? I've noticed I'm just commenting it on every thread because I hate it that much. It's... um... It's yeah, it's okay. funny to reflect on, but it should never have been made. And now there are two sequels to it. What? Yeah, there's two sequels to this. With which, him? No, Jason Statham doesn't come back for it. No, okay, fair. But it is potentially one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's not even like one of those films that's like... Oh, it's big, not... A big disparity between like there's loads of people who say no. one star and there's loads of people who say what is five. The, what is the average rating that you can see? Uh, 1.5. 1.5 is an average rating, which is not good. 1.5 thousand people have put it at one star. 1.3 have put it at half. And uh, 50 people have put it at five. <laughs> I hate those 50, those 50 people. I hope I can Christ. find them. But yes, that is that is my worst film. Um, I don't want people to watch it, but I also do, because then you always feel that films could be worse no matter what you watch. It's just it's just painful, but anyway, that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Uh, so thank you for joining and listening and wondering about our own mental health. Me for watching in the name of the king and Josh thinking that Crank is an artistic mas- masterpiece. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, as always, check us out on our socials, which is OMBW Pod, mainly on Instagram. Just check us out on Instagram. That's where we're at. Um, but before we go, we must give you the clue for next episode um but thankfully josh has come up with it this time because i was struggling oh yeah okay do you want me to actually say yeah we'll go with your one it's my privilege thank you okay uh the uh one of the bronte sisters is not as sharp as the others one of the bronte sisters is not as sharp as the others there you go nice i like that that that's that people should get that one i feel yeah it's it's better than my really difficult meandering <laughs> one that I was coming up with so again thank you for listening to another episode um, as always I've been Josh I've been Josh and we've been Josh what? oh I'm, 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 I'm gonna kick you in the face <laughs> <laughs> the, the same as last week